Have you ever felt like you've got more in the tank and you know that there's more potential in you, especially in business? Jack came to set the standard and he ended up tripling his business within a couple of months. He has an email marketing company. Some of the tools and the tactics and the mindsets that we teach, we teach every two to three weeks in a free mindset webinar. This is an invite to you to come to that webinar. Just click the link below. It's the first link in the description and I'd love to see you guys there. Can't wait. If you're someone that's like, I've got to put on, I used to be like, I've got to wash, I've got to clean up. I was like, OCD, like always constantly doing something like never resting. And I would get sick quite a lot because the only time I would rest would be when I would get sick. Steph, thank you so much for coming onto the show. What have you been learning recently, which has sort of been, you know, blowing your mind or impacting you? Oh, wow. This is like a big question. Depends on how deep we want to go straight away. Just go um, straight out the bat. I actually had a session with my um, Prosper Mastermind this morning and we were actually talking about archetypes. So we're actually talking about, so there's obviously the different energies that we all have, which is the yin and the yang, which is the masculine and the feminine. Um, so yin is much more of like our nourishing. It's like our um, allowing, surrendering, our beingness, you know, that stillness. Whereas our masculine is a lot more about doing our action orientated determination, like push through, like make it happen. Um, and I do feel like in the planet, we've been having this huge shift of going from, um, masculine paradigm into the feminine paradigm. Thank God. I know. <laughs> no more needing to push it up here. Um, and we were talking about archetypes today, which is the healer. Uh, you also have the warrior. The Sorry temptress, that. that's okay. Yep. The temptress or the magician, and you also have um, the queen or the king. And the interesting thing is, like, we can sometimes lean into one or more than the other. And so sometimes we might only be tapping into 25% of our potential. And for a lot of people, um, you know, I really had to sit with myself and I was like, oh, there's a few things there, like temptress for me, which is having more fun and play. Like, when you get into business, you can very much become a lot more of the warrior and the queen and king. And make stuff happen, which is powerful, but you need to be feminine and play and have fun and, you know, uh, and have joy. So that was something that we were talking about this morning that I think is extremely powerful to learn. Especially because you put so much pressure on yourself Mm -hmm. and then like being able to like navigate that. It's like, you know what? We can just take this pressure off a little bit and have some fun. (laughs) A hundred percent. I do feel like, you know, like I will share in my journey that I've actually had, um, you know, when I first started in getting into personal development in 2017, um, I was very depressed, very depressed, very sad. Um, and all of a sudden I'm scrolling on Instagram as you do when you're sad and depressed, um, makes you feel even better. Um, and this thing, I kept seeing Tony Robbins, like Tony Robbins, Tony, I'm like, who is this guy? And then there's this thing called UPW and there was this like little whisper, it was like, buy it. I've never heard of UPW, but I've heard, literally this is the second time I've heard it today. Oh, that is a sign. No, no, right. <laughs> Anyone that's listening, this will change your life. I swear to God. Unleash the power within. So yeah. from Tony Robbins. Um, yeah. And yeah, it was like, buy it. And I'm like, I remember it was like, just, it was over a thousand dollars. And I'm like, oh my God, that's so much money. Like now I've invested like $350,000, like a thousand dollars is nothing. Right. But in the time when you're starting out, it's like huge. And I bought it and I went there and um, I literally, you know, like you literally go there and you unleash the power, which is like that that light or that soul that we have and all your inhibitions go and like this this part of me just came back out. 
Um, and I, I honestly feel like when I started that journey, like sometimes when you start your journey, you have things to prove, right? There's like something like there might be a wound or like for me, it was just really like I got bullied a lot when I was in high school and, um, yeah, like I, it was almost like I'm going to like become this person. I'm going to become the world's number one global female speaker, changing millions and millions of lives around the world every single day. And I'm going to make a million dollars and I'm going to do this. And it was all very to like, it was all powerful because there is an element of service, but it was coming from a wounded place. Mm. And that's really, that took a lot to really be honest with myself and like, you know, sit with myself around that. And there was a lot of success, you know, like, you start making, you know, you're having huge impact, but then you're making $20,000, $30,000, $50,000 months, et cetera, et cetera. But then I was like, I don't have a team right now. And I'm like trying to scale. And I'm like, it's just nothing's happening. Like, I don't know how to do this. And then my brain went, I don't know how we're going to do this. And then all of a sudden I got adrenal fatigue and chronic fatigue and I burnt, burnt out. Um, that's kind of where I got to. And then it's been the last probably a year and a half that I've been on this journey of like, I was so in the masculine, <laughs> imagine like the pendulum yep. boom, over here. And a big piece I think for me was uh, like, I am single at the moment. I just turned 34 this week. Happy birthday. Thank you. I'm like 34 is the best year ever. And this <laughs> decade is going to be the best year of my life. Um, and I know my king is here. Like I already feel it. Um, but I had to do some things within myself. Mm-hmm to to call that in because like I was like there was no space for him mm. yeah how, why how would you have the space for him if you're masculine kicking ass with all these things you don't have space for anyone else <laughs> let alone even like a team <laughs> like <laughs> Jesus <laughs> it was all my business and it's like to be in the masculine um sorry when you're in the masculine there's nothing wrong like they're they're both powerful but when you're coming from like the wounded masculine or wounded feminine rather than the divine masculine or the divine feminine energy, you're in a very different place. And when you're in that place, like for a a masculine man, they don't want to be with a masculine woman. (laughs) They want to be with a feminine, you know, that's flowy. But at the same time, you want to be with someone that can go both ways. Because if you're having a business, there is going to be times as a female, you will go into the masculine and then they have to drop a bit into the feminine to support you. And it's this balance and this dance I find, sorry, I just want to interrupt there for a minute. I find that like in 2022, like anyone who hasn't developed the skill, like male or female, Mm. to both develop their masculine and feminine energies is just going to fall behind. Mm -hmm. And I honestly think that like it's sort of a responsibility. It's a privilege, Mm. but it's also a responsibility of everyone to take that on board and learn those skills just because of what's demanded from us from Mm. everywhere. Like how hard is it to literally succeed? It's so hard and you have to be so self-aware and I don't think many people have what's well, right have the opportunity to do so and, and focus on it. Mm-hmm. And I believe, yeah, that, you know, as responsibility for yourself mm-hmm. and your future partner or your partner and your kids and everything else is, you know, if you don't have the ability to lean into, if you're a feminine person, lean into the masculine, learn that skill. If you're a masculine person, learn to the feminine, mm-hmm. that um, you're just going to fall behind. So mm-hmm. thank you for saying that. I had a little moment then. I was like, oh. It's, it, you know, and this is what needs to be taught in school. There's a whole nother, like, I feel like so many people, like my dream has always been, it, it was like a, a, like a seed that got planted back when I was at UPW in 2017 to have the mindfulness school. And that's like, you know, a 20 year vision. Like I see that 
that'll happen in time. But we need to revolutionize the education system because divorce is, you know, going up more and more and more. And it's because people don't understand like males are trying to talk to a female like they're a male and females are trying to talk to a male like they're female and they don't understand each other and then they trigger each other. I say to my clients, it becomes the crazy eight. She's <laughs> criticizing to try and make things better and that, you know, triggers him to feel like I'm not good enough so then he doesn't make her feel heard and then they're just this stalemate. Um so anyway, so with the the masculine and feminine paradigm, I really feel like it's really powerful what you just shared about 2022. I do feel like the blessing that we've had with COVID was that the thing that I really feel that happened was we had to be inside, which means we had to go inside. There was none of this, I can just go down to the pub. I can just go and, you know, go and travel. Like you couldn't escape. You can't just go to the shops and go shopping. You know, you you had to really sit with yourself. And I think most people, it brought up a lot of shit. It brought up a lot of stuff. Scared a lot of people. Right? (laughs) Um, and you either decided to, yeah, you either decided to lean into that or, you know, you might've wanted to avoid that. But I think a lot of people, like it was a a blessing and I feel like we've had this huge awakening, like this mass awakening of consciousness, which is so powerful and so beautiful that is just rapidly like this message and this like, you know, whether you are listening right now and you've had this experience, like I would say right now, there's something that's led you here and we're all on our own journey and there's no right or wrong. It's all perfect. But I do feel like a, a huge thing with the masculine and the feminine for us to sustain literally, like so to co-create and to sustain our planet, we have to understand how to balance the the masculine and the feminine. And a big piece that's happened throughout our world, and Eckhart Tolle um, talks a lot about this in his books, is that we're losing our, our beingness, like, you know, like throughout time. What do you mean by that? So... If you really look at most of society, society praises the masculine paradigm, which is success, which is achievement, which is goals. Yeah. You results. Yeah. Results. (laughs) Dominate the competition. There's only one person that's the best and it's me, right? Problems and solutions. It's it's very like rest. Rest is for someone who's weak. Yeah. Sleep four hours a night. Like I've done all that, right? (laughs) Says the girl who slept four and a half hours last night, but I'm very aligned. Like I'm like... So I woke up at five. I'm like, let's go. Um, There's a difference between waking up naturally with excitement and being aligned and on purpose and, and dragging yourself out of bed. But yeah, like, and, and that, the parrot, that paradigm served us for such a long time, but it's like, you know, when it's like, there's the authority and to be the best, you have to be number one. How can you possibly say to someone like a client or a friend or anyone like, come, come with me. But it's like, oh, but I always need to be number one. Like, you can't be better than me. Like, that doesn't, like, whereas we need, I was talking to a friend about this yesterday. We want to be at the place where everything is co-elevation, like, where we can all rise together. Like, there's enough room for everyone. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think it's a limiting belief to say that we can't all win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. The other piece to this is, um, you know, like, what happens with a lot of people is, like, let's say you're in a, a coaching program. It's just an easy metaphor. And let's say you've got 20 people in there and you have this person that's the authority and they're the best and they're amazing at what they do. How is it possible that in one mastermind, all of a sudden, like maybe one or two people can model that person, but everyone else 
is it making it happen? And you're like, well, how do those two people do it? And why aren't I doing it? It's because those two people either have a similar frequency or energetics to that person and beliefs. There's so much stuff that goes into it. And they were able to what you call calibrate, which means they could sync up to that person's energy and vibration. And obviously you still have to take that action, but they were able to rise that way. Whereas some people go, oh my God, that person's here and they have them pedestaled and I'm here. Oh my God, there's such a big gap, which we've all done. I've done this and it feels so far. And then, so it puts you in that I'm not good enough. And when you're in, I'm not good enough, you're not going to take the action. So you really want to be surrounding yourself with those people or like a coach or a mentor or friends that like activate something in you that makes you feel better about you. When you're activated by someone that makes you feel better about you, then you're calibrating to yourself, right? Rather than trying to, like something that happened to me recently, um, I was I was modeling, which was powerful, and there's a lot, a lot I learned. And it, this, yeah, I just want to be mindful of what I say here. Um, I was modeling, um, but it was the masculine paradigm. And I just wasn't showing up like I used to. And I was like, something is not right here. Like my soul is trying to get a message to me. And I'm like, it's just, it's not working. And I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, I need to listen to this. So I had to pull myself out of that, which there was so many beliefs around that, around friendships and all this sort of stuff that I had to work through. But I realized I was on someone else's train. So like, imagine there's a carriage and choo, 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 they're going along the train, but I was following someone's train track. And I was like, I've, I've lost who I am. Where's my train? Yeah. (laughs) So there's power in modeling someone. There's power in modeling someone and what they do definitely in using pieces. But if you're trying to mimic them or be like them, you're going against your own soul and your own purpose. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. So true. So you sort of want to like, uh, just for example, take wisdom and apply it to yourself. Yeah. Like take the pieces that resonate, um, and that are in alignment with you. Like a big thing that I've been doing recently, um, as I've integrated the masculine and the feminine, cause I, as I said, like I was so masculine. Just quickly, what was the swing like coming oh, back God. into the feminine? I'd like, it's been I'd like to know. Yeah, absolutely. You're allowed to swear on this point. <laughs> dark, dark <laughs> hole. <laughs> really? Why? What was it like? Um, Would you mind going into that? I'd love oh, to hear about gosh. it. It brings up, it brings up, it brings up um, all the wounds. So, so imagine like you're in extreme, like I broke my wrist, like it was like a downward spiral. It was like, so I really believe as well, we will get signs, we'll get the feather, the brick or the truck. I got, <laughs> I got the brick, which is breaking the wrist. Yep. And I was like, okay, I'm paying attention. And that was a metaphor. Once I broke my wrist, it was like, I could, I know it sounds crazy, but I literally couldn't hold things. Like I couldn't cut things. I lived on my own. I couldn't even open like a thing of milk or a thing of water bottle. Like it, I couldn't do it. And my family didn't live near me. So I had to reach out to neighbors and be like, can you come and open my water bottles? Like, and I had to allow myself to receive because mm-hmm. I was this misindependent woman. Did that start the, mm. yeah, miss, sorry, please continue. I really like that. The whole misindependent woman, please con- oh, continue was, from there. What were you, you like? Know, like? I don't need a man. Um, <laughs> I can do it yeah, all by like, myself. <laughs> don't yeah. ask for help over here. Yeah, don't need <laughs> from help. Anybody. Like, I can do it myself. And there's, the thing is, right, and this is, I'm speaking to the women out there that resonate with this. You can do it, but you don't need to do it. So you can ask for support and ask for help and be like, oh, would you mind just lifting that for me, please? Oh, thank you so much. 
much. <laughs> um, but sometimes, you know, for me, it was there was wounds there of like I didn't want to be seen, like I didn't want to be, I didn't feel safe. Um, and that stems, there's a whole story that I'm not going to go into right now. That's a story for another day, but stemming from stuff that happened to me with like masculine growing up. And then that, that created a wound of, I can't trust the masculine. Mm. So because I, my dad was very feminine. My mom had to go into the masculine. So because my dad didn't like show up, I was trust, like, yeah. trust the masculine because so I was like, I've got to make idea. it happen. Yeah. I've got to rely on myself. I'm taking the responsibility because dad couldn't. So Yeah, yeah, so I've had to like work through all of that. Um, Yeah, and so the risk thing, like that was a big thing for me to have to ask for help and ask for support. And then that just led me on this old crazy journey (laughs) of like... um, Steph, you're so funny. (laughs) I love it so much. It's an old crazy journey. (laughs) Oh god! If I had a camera, like I tell you, um, like a like the reality show, because I was like, you know, the the waves of emotion they're like up and down, and when you're in the masculine, like yeah, pendulums like this, and then I went so in the feminine. So, did you just go on holiday for like six months? Like, like, like what no, did you do? It was it was um, I was forced to rest. Mm-hmm. So like, because I had adrenal fatigue and chronic fatigue, like this is wild. I had an aura ring which reads your sleep. And, um, like I was having moments, right? Like, so I'm 34 now, but like, this is like two years ago. I was waking up in the morning to go to PT. Cause I was like, I need to, I need to create energy. So I was like, I need to go work out going against what my body's telling me. Yep. And in the morning I'd wake up and I'd put my joggers on. I was sitting on my stairs and I'd be like falling asleep, go to PT, be on the leg press. And in between sets, I'd like literally fall asleep, like micro sleep that's how exhausted my body was. And then I went, luckily, so if anyone's experiencing this hormone lady, I went to up here on the Gold Coast, Dr. Moira McGill, um, was able to go and get proper bloods done and found out that my adrenals, like everything was shot, everything. And your DHEA, which, um, adrenals is meant to be at least 4,000. Mine was like 600, which is basically, if you have nothing, you're dead. So I was literally having experiences of like my body shutting down. So I was like at home and like at night, um, I was having like heart palpitations. My aura ring was showing that my heart would drop below 30 at night, which is if your heart stops, you're dead. Um, and so I'd wake up and it would feel like as if my heart went like dropped into my stomach. Like it was this really weird feeling. Why was this? Was this out of desperation to succeed Sorry. and you were just like absolutely like trying to crush business up late working? Like what was, what oh, was that looking So what like? led to it? Yeah. yeah. So I was getting up like it, it was years and years and years. Okay. Right. So like I it, realized. It goes for years and years though. Like people like would just stay in that, that wheel yeah. of just grinding for so long. Cause they don't know how to get out. So like, bring in the feminine, but obviously. And I wasn't at listening. The time. Yeah. But right. what were you doing? Was it, was it desperation for business success? Like, no, it wasn't, it wasn't desperation. It was very much inspiration, but like okay. my life leading up to that was before I got into personal development was like, I would work out six to seven days a week. I would do weights every day. I wouldn't stretch. Didn't go to yoga. Didn't get massages. Like I remember once I, um, finally started to understand all this stuff. Like I had like, I was lopsided from carrying a laptop bag all day and holding my handbag like this at a frozen shoulder. And I was so out of alignment. I stopped carrying handbags and all of that sort of stuff. Um, and it's all divine in the way that it all works out. But 
Um, I was working in sales and that was a very stressful job um, with the targets that I had was very successful at all of that sort of stuff. But I would get up like I would have six hours sleep. That was like what I would do. So I'd get up every day at the same time, no matter how I felt, work out, be at work all day. And like I was a constant doer. So any little space. So I want to share like your your power comes from who you are in the void. This is a whole another piece of I like into. this. Let's do it. Um, but like when you constantly feel the need to like fill space, that's like a wound. It's like right now. Do we need to feel space? No. But like so obviously we're having that conversation, but like in your general life, like if you're someone that's like, I've got to put on, I used to be like, I've got to wash, I've got to clean up. I was like OCD, like always constantly doing something like never resting. And I would get sick quite a lot because the only time I would rest would be when I would get sick. So then, and then adding into that, doing all these personal development events where I was like, so I was working full time and the four weeks that I had at the time, um, sorry, off work, I would go to personal development events. So then I go and travel around the world, you know, smash myself because you're doing like 50 hours in like three or four days, (laughs) sleeping like four hours a night and then I go straight back to work. To cram as much like personal development in as possible because you want it and then back to it. Oh, geez. Um, And then I started doing my business and like that all started happening. But then I got to a point where I'm like, I can't scale because I didn't know how to ask for support. I didn't know how to delegate. I didn't know. And there was a piece of like, I've never been an entrepreneur. I've never been a business owner. I love coaching and supporting. I don't know fuck about business. <laughs> right? So there's this element of you having your passion, but then you're like, oh, my God, all these other things that I have to deal with. Like, oh, um, this is not my jam. And so I, and there's this thing like that, you know, Tony Robbins talks about is like um, you kind of have a threshold. Everybody has like a – you know, if you start succeeding and like all of a sudden you're like, oh my goodness, like I'm making $50,000 a month. Like my parents didn't even make that in one year growing up, right? One of them. Um, and you're like, oh my God. And then all of a sudden you kind of revert back to where it feels comfortable. Hmm. So you can self-sabotage. As in what? As an example, spending money or? Oh, like you you might get sick. Okay. Or you might start losing clients just all of a sudden. So you, you just start, all these things will just energetically start coming in. To bring it back down. To bring you back down. Oh, I'm tired. I won't call this person. Correct. I won't do these things. I'm not living out of enthusiasm and passion. Yeah. Because I don't feel worthy enough to receive this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so the piece about the void, I want to I share the piece about the void. So... Mm, So your power comes from the strength of your heart. And with regards to the void, the void is the space between who you are right now and who you desire to be. And for some people that feels like a big gap. Some people, some people not. So let's say if there's this version of you that you want to create, like I, you know, for my version, like in my mind sometimes like, oh, that's a 10-year journey, right? Um, Maybe even longer. Um, and so then you're like, wow, or like, you know, I'm using Tony again as an example because he massively changed my life, especially in the beginning. But you look at like someone like him, he's been doing it for like four, if not five decades now. Yeah. So you're someone that's starting out this little thing and you're looking at him going, wow, but it's like he's got 50 years under his freaking belt. <laughs> so we have this pressure on ourselves to be like, I've got to do bigger, I've got to do better, I've got to do more, right? But this, this space and this gap is your power. So it's like, who are you when it's not working out? 
Who are you when you've pitched to a client and they haven't give you, given you an answer yet? Who are you when you go to run a masterclass and you do a live and zero people show up? Like, how do you react? Right? What do you, what do you fill your space with? Is it Netflix? Is it scrolling on social media? Is it, you know, sex, drugs? Is it alcohol? Is it gossiping? Like, what, what is it that we, that we all do it, right? There's all something that we fill the void with, but it's like when those behaviors come up, it's like, well, can you sit with it and can you hold your power? Like I actually had an experience this week, like I was extremely sick for three weeks and I ran a masterclass in one of my groups. Um, they've always been very successful. And I actually had that experience this week where like no one was live. Like a few people dropped in and out, Right. And I actually shared vulnerably with them all yesterday um, that I realized the week before it's because I made the decision from my mind. I was coming back into the masculine rather than being in my feminine, my heart. I was coming from a place of I've got to serve. I've got to do this thing because I've been so sick, you know, make it happen and serve instead of like taking my time and honoring myself and dropping back into my body. But it was all beautiful lessons because they've all gone and watch replays. So people have gone and actually watched it. And I was able to share these vulnerably with them and create those deeper, authentic relationships. And it was also a beautiful lesson for me to remind myself, like we're stepping further into the feminine paradigm, like that's where we're going. But as I was having this pendulum of integrating, I was so in the masculine of like the strategy of like, follow this, you know, one, two, three, one plus two equals three, like follow this, make the sales calls, follow, you know, back in the day sales scripts. I don't do any of that anymore. And as I started listening to my inner guidance and actually building out my programs from a feminine aspect, it started working. (laughs) And then guess what I did? I got sick and then I self-sabotaged myself. Oh, no. (laughs) And then I've come back in. That was still there. Damn it. It's an unconscious demon on the shoulder. (laughs) Get out of there. But we were able to shift it, right? And, yeah. and, but it's, and it's all beautiful lessons. And um, I know all my clients and everyone that's in my groups that I, that I offer um, for free, it's like, you know, I, I said to them, like, I would be – like, I actually explained to them when I got off – my birthday was on Wednesday and I finished the masterclass on Wednesday and I got off and I cried. And then I was like, you need to shift this, princess, because your friend's taking you out for dinner. You've got to shift your vibration. So I went and done that. How'd you do it? How'd you shift? Um. My thing at the moment, um, I live on like a level 19, beautiful beachfront apartment, but sometimes like I'm very high frequency, meditate, I need to ground yeah, and I need to be in nature. So um, I will ask my soul or I'll put my hand on my heart and say like soul, you know, what do I need most right now or heart, what do I need most right now or body or mind? And it will always say like botanical gardens. So I, <laughs> I go to the botanical gardens just over here and I've never I, been. Is that close? Yeah. Oh, what? Ten minutes away okay. from you. Yeah. Um, and I'll put my pink blanket down. I think all of the, the staff that work on the grounds are like, who's this chick with these pretty dresses and this pink blanket? And I will lay on the ground and I'll fall asleep. <laughs> no, it's not <laughs> for like, like that. 20 minutes. Yeah. And just like the other day, thankfully the sun was coming through, but the earth has a magnetic frequency. So there's an, a shift from the the earth that you have. Being out in nature, there's different sounds and frequencies, so birds and stuff and water that's going on around you that you're unconscious of. The stillness. Also, when you – I don't really fall asleep, but it's like I go in between like that meditative, so like I'm asleep but awake. Mm -hmm. That stops thoughts. 
that will that will bring down the resistance and the sun will obviously rejuvenate you so i'm getting like and fresh air so i'm getting like so many things in like one piece and in half an hour i can go from a lower frequency to a higher frequency straight away i can do things quicker at home but that's just recently what i've been definitely needing Mm, i love that i'd love to know like your story in terms of like your heaven and your hell in terms of heaven like hell was when like you at your lowest moment and Mm. what lesson you learned from that Mm. and then you and heaven when you hit like a peak moment when you were like yes and um you got a smile on your face already (laughs) and when you thought like what lesson that you took away from that um, there's like actually two hell moments that come to mind. So the first one was back in, um, 2017 in February. Um, I was on a bus hens, like, so a hen. So, um, celebrating one of my friends before she gets married and there had been a very strong, you know, intuition and download for me to stop drinking. And it wasn't like I was, you know, um, an alcoholic or anything like that. It was just every time that I would be around friends, they would encourage me to drink. Even if I didn't, I'd be like, no, no, no. And they'd be like, come on. You know, they do that thing. Let's have a drink. Yeah. And so, and I didn't have my self-control back then um, or like being able to honor myself as opposed, I was people pleasing, right? Mm-hmm. Buying into wanting to be accepted and so I'll drink. But like I found I would always go into this downward spiral. So the next few days, like it was the negative chatter that would affect me because I was so in tune with myself. And I'm on this bus and we're heading into the Hunter Valley in Newcastle, which is where I'm from. And um, we're on a bus and we're going like 80 kilometers an hour and um, I'm in the driver's like just in front of me and I'm on the left-hand side and everyone else is behind me. And so I probably had probably where you are. So it was probably about a meter, actually maybe even a bit further away, but about a meter space um, between me and the dashboard. So technically there could have been a door there, but there wasn't. And out of nowhere, um, I'm actually sitting sideways facing the back of the bus because I was handing out chips and stuff like that. So I'm sitting sideways facing the back. Out of nowhere, the bus driver just like slams on the brakes, full like stop at 80 kilometers an hour. And I'm the only one who doesn't have a chair in front of me. So everyone has the chair in front of them that stops them. I don't, I'm not going to turn around because it'll be harder to do this. But so like I'm basically sitting sideways facing the back of the bus and I go flying backwards And by the grace of God, somehow my neck and my head perfectly rolled on that curve of the dashboard. Like, I don't even know how that's even a possibility. Like one million, I don't even, I can't even comprehend. And I remember like I was laying on the floor of the bus. I remember I had this um, top on, no bra, my boob, like every, I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, I'm like, here I am fully exposed in front of everyone. I'm like, oh my goodness, laying on the bus. And I'm like, I've snapped my neck. Like, I'm like, I am literally a quadriplegic. That's like what went through my my head yeah. so fast. And I remember laying on the floor and I was like, because I had been getting these intuitions of like stepping into my purpose, but I kept being like, oh, like what's everyone going to think of me? And mm. I don't know how to do that. And, you know, everyone's yeah. going to judge me. People judge me, yeah. Mm. You know, et cetera, et cetera. And I was ignoring it, ignoring it, ignoring it. And, um, and I remember I didn't even know what I believed in at the time. I believed in something. And I believe we're all on our own journey to get there. I do believe in God. Um, that's my personal relationship with him though, but I believe in spirituality. Um, and I remember praying to God and I just said, oh my God, like I promise God if I can feel like I will never stop trying until I achieve my mission that you've placed on my heart. And then I could feel. 
Well. And I was like so overwhelmed and that was the whole journey. Like, and then my dad actually had a stroke the day before. So it was kind of all divine. And that led me down a really dark path for a good six months with my dad now living in a nursing home. Um, and that was my like truck moment basically. And then that's when in the September, so that was a February, that was in the September when I found Tony Robbins. Um, and that all like shifted. So that would, that would be my hell. But also I did have a moment when I was going through um, my adrenal fatigue and chronic fatigue and I was living on my own last year and I just moved up to the Gold Coast and I remember I was having this moment of just like so much pain of like sadness and depression and it was just bringing up everything. And I remember I was like laying on the floor, like I had a dressing gown on, I was like laying on the floor of my walk-in wardrobe feeling like I was actually dying. So sometimes when you... Why is it just because your body was sort of like that shutting down? So the ego... Okay. The ego believes without it, we will die. And ego means edging God out. So when we are moving away from our lower self, the parts of us that are wounded and we're we're shifting them, it feels like it's... It, it creates this experience that you are going to die because the ego believes you're going to die without it. So you're in a period of self-transformation here? Yes. Okay. I was like in the chrysalis, you know, the caterpillar goes into the cocoon. <laughs> into the cocoon yeah. I was like the mush. Yeah, that's like where you were going through. legit some, mush. <laughs> some um, self-annihilation. Yeah. And I was resisting it and then it was like I was laying there and I'm like crying and then I'm like, oh, hang on a second. I just had this like aha moment and I was like, oh, this is all an illusion. I was like, oh, I'm actually not going to die. I was like, oh, what the fuck? It was like, <laughs> what, what am I doing here? <laughs> Get off the ground. What are you doing here? Um, and I was like, oh, I'm not actually dying. I'm like, oh, it's the ego. I'm like, what a motherfucker. But like that was like an experience I was experiencing for like months and months and months. And again, I do believe I had to go through it from being so in the masculine because I had to go into the feminine. Like there is no way I would have gone into the feminine. Like I was so extreme that spirit had to push me into the other way because I was not going to stop otherwise. So it had to be that extreme, but then I was shedding a layer of myself. So a lot of the time what happens is that I was shedding an old identity of myself because Sometimes what happens is that we believe like the strongest force of the human psyche is a need to remain consistent with who we are. And so for us, sometimes we have this identity and we're like, oh, it's who I am. I've always been that way. But it's like, no, you're this, you're light, like you're a soul, you're a limitless spiritual being of unconditional love. You're not the mind, you're not the body, you're not the thoughts, you're not the emotions, like you're not that identity like that's just something that you've created so when you're going through a shift of identity and that's something I had to go through again recently um you are having a death you're having a death of the old self um although it gets easier like once you've gone through it like and you get to that point you know like of real darkness um it does get easier and easier and easier I can do this again (laughs) Mm. yeah so what was like the biggest lesson from you from all that, if you were to summarize it up? Um, To listen to my inner voice and my inner guidance and to know we're always, um, we're never alone. Um, It's just taking that time. Like now with my integration, I sit and I like, we'll do a little breath work and then I'll sit in stillness and I'll ask God for like guidance and, and support on something. And it doesn't always come straight away. 
but it, there'll always be like an image or a thought or something that will come to mind that'll be like another action step and then you can take the inspired action. But those little whispers, um, you gonna say something? Nope. The little whispers, like I get them all day long and like every day I wake up um, when I'm definitely, look, if I'm going through my own thing and you're in a lower frequency, which we're human, like when I was sick, I'm like, I got nothing in the tank. <laughs> like in, I couldn't eat for a week. So I wasn't saying this, but I do Somebody. wake up and say like, you know, God, or, or just how may I serve? And when you say that you become like this, I call it like you sprinkling magic dust on everyone. You become like this little earth angel and this person that like, becomes this messenger, but for other people's prayers. Um, and you don't even realize it. Like all of a sudden I'll be like, smile at that person or, you know, say to that person, they're doing an amazing job or randomly call this friend. Like you'll get these urges and most people have so much chatter going on that they can't even hear that, that guidance, but it's like the less chatter that you have and the higher your frequency, the more you hear that and the more you act on it, the more you be of service and the more joyful and happy and fulfilled you feel. I love it. If everyone is listening right now, there's just a couple of things that you have mentioned as well. Like a few things that you've said, just like some of the words are like, take, uh, like even go back just a few couple of seconds. You only go back like 30 seconds and just hit that a few times <laughs> just to, because some of the words that you mentioned in terms of inspired action and just like you've put these little terms that you've put at the end of sentences, which you've said of like, oh yeah, it's just like inspired action and things. But if oh, you yes. take acknowledgement of them, they're really quite powerful. Yes. Um, so I'd just like to acknowledge you with some of the things you're saying and everyone who's listening, please listen to those. And the second thing I want to say is take me to heaven. Take you to heaven. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh gosh. Okay. Um, Best peak moment. It's interesting because... Is it a feminine goal? Is it a masculine goal? No, they're both masculine. I'm like, damn it. We'll lean into it. That's good. Um, But it's because I feel, you know, um, the feminine is here now. Um, Actually, there is a feminine piece that probably links in. There's a few things here. When I did go to UPW and um, Unleash the Power Within and I walked on fire, there's 8,000 people in the audience and I got given this ticket, like this random man came up to me and I'm like, and I'm like, what? like jumping up and down like a jelly bean. I'm like, you fully in my feminine. Um, cause I felt safe. And, um, and I'm like, what's this? I'm like, what's this? And he just walked away and I'm like, Oh Jesus. And then they're like, by the way, if anybody's got a ticket and, um, like come to the front of the stage and I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> and, um, yeah, 12 of us in front of 8,000 people had to get, go on stage and drop it like it's hot. <laughs> I'm like on the ground, like swinging my hair, like, oh, doing the slut drop. Oh my God. I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> Look at this. I have no control. Let the feminine take over. <laughs> that was liberation of me in yeah. the feminine affair a few years ago. Yeah. But I would definitely say for me, um, in 2020, um, I, I resigned from my job in the October 2019, um, went to America in January for business mastery. And then COVID happened. Basically it was happening already then, but it pretty much the world went into lockdown in the the March. And I was like, Oh my God, I was just starting out in my business. And there was so much uncertainty. Like no one knew what the hell was going to be happening. And, um, I remember thinking like one of my mentors, Michael Lane, who is a big part of success resources and Forbes Australia now, which is amazing. He, I was on a live of his and he was like, I know people like Steph are going to go and create. And I'm like, Oh, like, I was like, I need to make sure I do this. Like I need to, like, this is a big thing. Like I admire him so much, but I realized in myself, I was like, I need to make sure like it's a make or break. Like I'm like, 
you know, they always say that leaders are created in winter. I'm like, winter is here. And I was like, it's up to me. I can either fall back into fear or I can fall forward into faith. And so I went all in on my business and I was just focusing on just serving and helping people. I'm like, if I can just get them into faith instead of fear in one household and raise their vibration, I'm like, then I'm happy. And I started making like $50,000 a month. It just sort of came out of nowhere. Um, and that was a really proud moment for me because I was just serving and I wasn't even focusing on the money. And then I was like, oh my God, like I looked back and I'm like, oh wow. Like in the last two months I've done two 50 K months and I had never done that. You know, well, it's love how that I always just say like the feminine serves a masculine because obviously I yeah. coach a lot of men. So it comes to the point where they're just exactly the same thing. So masculine give a little bit of, it's like, why, why are you doing all these masculine mm. things? If there's no like love juice to power the car, it's like the car's not going to go anywhere. Or it's not going to go far. So first things first, get some love juice into you, allow the feminine in <laughs> and then watch it, watch it come. Yeah. Some love petrol. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And then watch it, watch it go and watch it work. And I love how you did that. And it's like, as a result of leaning into that, it's like a lot of these masculine goals that, you know, just for speaking for men, for example, that men have mm-hmm. in terms of whether it be finance, whether it be business or whether it be you know, anything like that or some sort of creating some material mm-hmm. thing. It's like they'll come and you'll be able to enjoy them if mm-hmm. you first learn how to open up and receive and, 100%. and get into that sweet, sweet feminine. Yeah. So that would probably be, yeah, definitely that was like a really proud moment. But again, I feel like that was a bit me. There was an element of, I would say, both masculine and the feminine. But recently I did run, I've been wanting to run live events and that was fully in my feminine essence and just um that was just so beautiful in person the the enlightenment ones in person those those events the soul power experience yeah i've got another one on the saturday the 2nd of july what we um, th- I'd love to know, like, actually, what what's in those? What do you what do you do for them? You got a big smile on your uh, face now. You're like, woo! It's um, it's an experience. Yeah. So it's one of those things that's a little bit hard to explain, um, because so it's, it's a couple it's of a, days, big talks, breath work. What's what's, gotcha. what's going on? Well, I don't want to give a few things. Some <laughs> yeah. things up my sleeve. Surprises. <laughs> yeah. We all like surprises. Yeah, keep some surprises. Um. In it's a one day. It is a one day. It's an all day event. Um, basically the way I explain it is I take them through a roller coaster of emotions. Nice. So we like, you know, start kind of here and we go up and we're like, Ooh, that's amazing. And then we go down <laughs> into the depths to clear things. And then we're like, yeah. and go up even higher. Um, and there's an array of different things that we do, but a big thing for most women that were called into that space is that I was, um, the women that I was calling and I was sort of explaining to them that this is about an inner knowing, like a trusting and surrendering because there were some women that were like, oh, just send me the the link and, you know, send me like all the information and stuff like that. And, and that's totally fine, but that's us being in the masculine. Like I need to know logically, like tell me all the information because How I'm not certain yet. Dates. I'm yep. not certain yet. I need to be convinced. Mm-hmm. Like there's, you know, whereas the women that we called in, it was like they didn't even know what was going to happen, but they knew that there was something that was guiding them. It's time from their soul. Yeah. yeah. And for some people, they're not ready. Like there was one, uh, one of my friends actually who started working with me, who was, I've known for years, was meant to come to the one in July and some things happen and she's actually coming in September now. But I realized I'm like, I don't think she was quite ready and, and everything always works out as it's meant to. Um, and nothing ever comes up as a desire if you're not ready for it. But you, you know, I spoke to an old client yesterday and we had an amazing conversation and she asked me about one of my programs 
But I was like, I just kind of knew I'm like, she's slightly on the fence. And I was like, so it comes up to you as like a, sometimes a desire will come, but it's up to us if we choose to, again, fall into faith and go forward with it and grow, or if we decide to just maybe stay here for a little bit longer for whatever reason. And each way is perfect. Um, but I always, I always trust that those inner whispers and that inner knowing, like it's never led me astray. Mm. Mm, yeah, I like that. So what would you say to people who are at that moment where <clears throat> they're at their life and they're sort of like they've gone through some things, they've mm. done like gone through a masculine period or a feminine period or they've started to achieve some success or whatever it is, personal, business, whatever. They're sort of like, all right, things are starting to like work out roughly now. And they're at that moment where they're like, I need to invest in me and they know that it's coming. What would are some things that you would encourage them to do, think about, try? From a personal development point of view? Just from your point of view. Mm. Well, if they're already at a certain, I would say, level of success, they've probably done some form of personal development, but depends on, gosh, where they're at in their life. I do feel like a big piece of us when we grow – Something that I've come to understand is once you get on the growth train, eventually what seems to happen is you you eventually eventually have your own business in some way, form or another. And eventually the ideal is that you serve, right? Jay Shetty was talking about this the other day, like um, purpose of having like, you know, is um, aspirational. It's, it's massive and, and it's purpose and service driven. Not everyone is going to have that on their heart and that's totally fine. Like we can be a stay-at-home mom or dad or anything like that and we need teachers and doctors and all that sort of stuff. So everything that everyone does is absolutely important and powerful. Um, but the the big piece is like I believe like in constant never-ending improvement and that is there's a difference between internal personal development and growth and the external so internal is things like, you know, I, I, I do things with clients like NLP, neuro-linguistic programming and timeline therapy to clear limiting beliefs and to shift energy. There's things like spiral dynamics where you can clear beliefs and, and theta healing, um, Ooh, Reiki. That? So theta healing is like when you go into like a meditative state and then the um, facilitator, it's not something I'm personally trained in at the moment. Um, they will, there's specific questions that they will ask you to, to release and get less. The, the main reason why we don't change is because we haven't got the lesson yet. So once we get the lesson, what happens is that you get the lesson and then the energy actually shifts into your heart. That's usually what happens. So if there's anger or sadness or guilt or shame or whatever the emotion is, that emotion is then transported through your body and goes into your heart, which is usually why you look brighter. Like people that are usually doing a lot of inner work, their face is glowing and they look brighter because they've got so much more higher frequency energy inside them. That makes sense. Um, And then the other piece is the external, right? Like, so if you're running a business, you are going to need to understand a bit more of like maybe strategy, like, or how, how you want to create that, or you might want to know how to run a team, or you might want to learn how to, you know, invest so that your money's, you know, making money when you're sleeping, those types of things. Um, but I would just say like, you know, growth is constant and knowing that it's okay sometimes to take that moment to integrate. Like for me right now, I'm in this place of like, I knew I needed to just take a bit of time to sit with myself and go inwards and integrate. And I already know the, the, um, like I've had multiple coaches, like, you know, six, seven coaches at the same time. Like it was wild, um, doing a lot of work over the last, like recently. And then I kind of got to a place where I was like the last sort of two months I've, I've pulled back and, um, don't have anyone that I'm working with, like on a weekly basis. I've got other people that I, you know, do theta healing and there's other things I'm doing and mentors and stuff that I reach out to, but there's another coach that I'm really desiring to work with Melanie and Leah. 
Um, but I know I will know a feeling when that's right to, to jump into that. So I, you're just trusting intuition. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. How does that feel? Amazing because <laughs> I finally feel like I'm – I'm understanding that balance of the being and the doing and the yin and the yang and going inwards, having that inspire. Like, so what happened the other day was the mind was like, I need to create some content. That doesn't feel inspiring. <laughs> oh, you struck a chord for me there. Right? We've all done it, right? Yeah. Oh, my God, every day I've like got to show up. Da, 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 da. I was like, hold a minute, sit. So I sat in stillness and I said, like, God, like, you know, please guide me on what next step to take. And then I literally just saw a vision of amazing coach Amanda Francis and I've been doing one of her online programs and um, it was like, go and sit and do that. And I'm like, this is like, I'm like, really? I'm like, okay. So I went and done that for like half an hour. But what I realized by like being in that, my energy shifted and I was calibrating and syncing up to her energy. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, I'm feeling a shift. And then there was like, boom, this vision that came to mind of like, go to your laptop and start creating. And then it was like amazing what came through. And I was like, wow, I was like, just by sitting and getting that answer, like it led me to where I wanted to, but it got me into that place of where I needed to be to have that inspiration. And it was like, it was like flow. But I think sometimes we can get caught into the, I have to do this. I should do this. Um, And then also sometimes I think a big piece in business is we don't play. So one of my mentors, um, Gerald Rogers, his wife actually did a session with our Prosper family this morning, I must mind. But he did a post like two days ago that said like for 10 years he's been doing this and on Mondays is Magic Mondays, which is where him and his wife may or may not take medicinal mushrooms, (laughs) go up into the mountains. Medicinal or magic mushrooms? Medicinal. Okay, yeah. Oh, just was blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Yeah. Verbal diarrhea, yeah. Yeah. Um, Go into the mountains and they intentionally raise their frequency. Yeah. Um, and then they get clarity on their next steps, right? They, they sort of go into a planning day. So they make sure they're in nature. They do that beingness, they connect, raise their frequency, and then they plan. And then Tuesday is a power day, which is like you call in the warrior, which is like the get shit done day. Yep. And Fridays is their freedom Friday, which is play. And I know for me, especially in business, sometimes I'm living on my own and not having any family here. I can really just get into business mode and like, you know, and it's the, the biggest killer. Like it's, that's not what, that's not what it's about. It's about having fun along the way. Um, How do you do that? Any examples? Um, well, I have my best friend coming today to Woo-hoo! stay with me for the weekend. Woo! Nice. We've been best friends. We've known, known each other since we were five. Yep. So that's pretty special. Awesome. Um, going and playing like bowling, like yeah. going to like mini golf. Um, yep. I like going up to like Springbrook and going in nature and, um, just doing like my, one of my good friends that took me out for my birthday, like we went to like a show, like we've been to lots of shows or we'll go and do like a yin and din, like yin practice and dinner. <laughs> I love that yin and din. Yin and din. It was so good. We went on the Ferris I'm going to incorporate wheel. that somewhere, yin and din. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Like those types of things. And it's like getting into doing it on a, on a like weekly and a daily basis. And for me, I had to heal a lot of wounds around, um, connection. I was, I was doing this thing of, a fearful avoidant pattern of like isolating myself away because it was safe, but it's actually not because you, you're miserable on your own. Why is that? Don't have to go into it or roughly like why was that like um, a fear of connection? Because of bullying. So because of <laughs> basically growing up, I got bullied so much in high school um, off everyone. And then I also got bullied in my street that I grew up in and my cousins would sometimes do it. Oh, I love man. you. I love you, fam. I love you, everyone. That's <laughs> to this. 
that may listen to this. Um, but it's like, and so it felt like it came from every angle. It was like, no matter where the freaking hell I am, I'm at school or I'm at home or I'm at, yeah. But it all served me because it made me become a very compassionate and understanding yeah. and person really care about people. Cause I knew what it felt like to be so alone. Yeah. And you would have had that awesome shift from like victim minehood to like the complete opposite, which is assuming why you've had like what we deem as a lot of business success. The the biggest piece, like, yeah, and this is something I've actually recently been going through with the isolation. Like I was going into this pattern of not having connection in my life. Like, um, like I've got friends here and stuff, but then like, you know, they, they're doing things. One's away, one's doing this thing. And like, you know, it's not like you're catching up with someone on a regular basis. And I'm like, I'm doing all these things on my own, but I'm like, I keep feeling like I'm isolating. And it's like, it felt like a lot of the friends that I used to have with kind of just fell away. Like, because I was doing different things and they were doing different things. And you do want to be around people that are on a similar journey or, you know, high frequency, like your vibration is everything. But I kind of went into this like no man's land where it was like, it felt like my old life fell away, but I hadn't yet created like the new one. And so I was kind of like in this tricky phase of like meeting people and like, it was just interesting, but I've, I've called in a lot of amazing souls. Um, but I had to be ready for it because in some of these containers and these friendships, you have to be fully open. You have to be fully vulnerable um, allow yourself to be fully seen um, and held and supported and loved in all your colors, whether it's your shadow self, which is your ugly dark side or your high vibrational light side. And for most people that are walking around in every day, they only show people the good stuff. But once you get to that point where you, you know, you're, you're doing a lot of personal development, you can't hide anymore. But I had to be willing to show that all of those parts of myself, but I was going through that of like wanting to hide it away. But I finally got to the point where I'm like, I can be seen now. <laughs> I can be seen now. See me for everything that I am. But that felt liberating. Yeah. <laughs> I love that so much. Well, Steph, for everyone who's listening, <laughs> where can they find you? Um, either my Facebook page, Stephanie Z, Z-E-E, or ideally Instagram. So um, Stephanie underscore Z underscore coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll be able to acti- uh, activate, what was I going to say? You'll be able to find me there <laughs> and you can reach out and DM me. I am definitely kind and loving and friendly. <laughs> yeah, I'll link that all in the notes below. I like to give all the listeners a little bit of a challenge. So every time that we have mm. like uh, a listener on the show, sometimes people will be like, oh, I listened to that and that was amazing. But I'm like, I like them to take like one little action mm. as like a takeaway. What is something that you would like to challenge the listeners to do either today, this week, month, mm. whether it's booking in something, or doing some sort of challenge or conversation. I don't know, whatever sort of comes to you to mm. challenge people to, to do, to take away from today's conversation. I would actually say there's two things. Actually, there's three things that are coming to mind. So take one or take all, all right? <laughs> challenge you to sit in some stillness, like for five minutes, like no music, no TV, no Netflix, no phone, eyes closed, just sit there and just see what, what comes up. Um, that's all I'll say there. Um, <laughs> let me know how you go. I like it. The and- expression on your face was great. <laughs> like, see how that one goes, guys. Um, Message me later. The other one is, yeah, just asking your your heart, your mind, your body, and your soul, like what does it need most right now? Just quiet, heart, you know, what do I need most right now? 
wants us a hug. That's really interesting. Give me a hug before I leave. Yep. Um, yeah. So like it'll it'll give you it'll give you the guidance. Um, and I think the other piece is if you are someone who's identifying like oh my god I am so masculine whether you're female or male, do something that's completely in the feminine. Like do something that's either go and get a massage or go and just be out in nature just because or you know, do something that's loving to yourself and then vice versa. If you're very in the feminine, do something that might be challenging that might, you know, get you into the masculine or get you into the warrior where you might go for a run or you might want to um, finally take action on that thing that you've been like putting off. Like maybe you're feeling really inspired right now and you're syncing up to our energy. Like take that action step now. Like, you know, when you get that flow, like the other night I got flow to create at 9.30 p.m. and I was like, Boom, laptop. I'm going to do it. Um, that, that's probably what I would say. Cool. I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming into the show. It's been an absolute pleasure. <laughs> thank you for having me. Thank you so much for getting this far into the podcast. As a token of my appreciation for the loyal listeners, you can get a $50 discount of your first month inside the Set the Standard community. That'll help you double your business and reprogram your mind. We have two live group coaching calls per month, eight modules and challenges, and an exclusive network where you can meet all the men who are setting the standard in here. Please use the code PODCAST, capital P-O-D-C-A-S-T, to get the first $50 off of your first month. Can't wait to see you guys in there.